This is Arctic 15 Podcast, a place to learn, connect, and network your way to success. Join us on May 30, 31st in Helsinki, Finland. Arctic 15, real return on investment. Welcome to the very first episode of Arctic 15 Podcast. What shall we begin with? What is that number one very important thing that every entrepreneur has to face right in the beginning of his or her journey? Fundraising. If you're a startup company, raising money nowadays is like a piece of cake. All you have to have is a semi-realistic idea, a couple of people who have a LinkedIn profile, and a warm introduction to investors. And that's it. Have you ever heard the saying, if you have a pulse, you can get seed funding? (laughs) Here in the Nordics, we hear it quite often. For good or bad, depends on how you look at it. Our today's guest knows quite a bit about fundraising. He's a fourth-generation venture capitalist. He has driven investments in companies like Robinhood, Laurel and Wolf, Tempo Automation, Samba TV and oh so much more. He worked in operations at Facebook and he was listed in the 40s 30 under 30 list for venture capital in 2016. So you've guessed it. It's Billy Draper from Draper Associates. We asked Billy what does he think about fundraising and what are the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs have in relation to that? I think it's important to have a healthy relationship with both fundraising and, and growing your business. Um, I, you know, it's, we worry about the cases where the business isn't being started from an honest place. You know, you're starting a business because you know you'll be able to raise money, because you can pitch it really well, because you're a good salesperson, um, rather than starting the business from an honest place of, I want to solve this problem, I'm frustrated by how it's being solved today, and I'm going to be the one who fixes this. Um, so I think fundraising is, is an important part of the journey, but that first uh, aha moment has to come from the individual and the first sort of zero to one has to be built by the individual. You have to, we love it when an entrepreneur gets as far as they possibly can uh, before they raise money. They build the business and they say, I just need, you know, a million dollars just to provide float so that I have enough money to, you know, be able to secure this bank loan or to be able to, uh, we just need a little bit more money so I know I can hire two more engineers, and then we'll be able to, you know, then maybe we'll never have to raise money again. The thing that gets a little bit concerning is when an entrepreneur says, hey, we want to raise money now so that in nine months, we'll use that money and then we'll raise money again. And planning your business, planning your P&Ls and your financials on your next fundraise is really dangerous because you might over commit on budget, you might spend too much on employees, you might spend too much on marketing, assuming that you'll be able to raise money again, when often that's not the case, or it doesn't come as easily as the entrepreneur expects it to. So whether you've raised money recently, whether you're starting a business from scratch, make sure you're pushing the business as far as it possibly can go. um, And then make sure you have a great use for that money when you do take it in. That's the other issue we talked about briefly on stage, which is companies raising too much money. And not knowing what to do with it. So, you know, you bring on, uh, you've never raised money before and then all of a sudden you have $10 million. Usually that doesn't end well because you don't know, you don't know how to allocate it. You think uh, 
we sort of have a saying where we just assume no matter how much a company raises, it's gone in 12 months. So if you raise $100 million, it'll be gone in 12 months. If you raise $1 million, it'll be gone in 12 months. So just because of the mentality, you, you feel as an entrepreneur, you feel the need to raise money and then spend it. Uh, you feel like the venture capitalist needs to see you spending all that money. But really, it's great to just spend the money that you need to spend and save the other money. But rarely do they do that. I think the main thing, I think all the mistakes in, in entrepreneurship come from spending too much money. It's, you have two levers, right? You have, you have the lever of spending money and the lever of making money or raising money, the fake lever of raising money. Uh, or not fake, but the, uh, the, the sort of uh, when you need it, the, the lever you pull to raise money. Um, so you, you can, the, the entrepreneurs that make the, the mistake are when they pull the spending money too fast without the pushing the making money forward. And so I think every company we see that goes and starts to grow and then starts to have trouble it's because they overhire too quickly. They think they need to hire their team to a certain size to please someone, um, rather than similar to raising money. Like every employee you bring on for your business, you should only bring that employee on when you can't run your business anymore until you have one more of that thing, one more salesperson. I need one more engineer because my dad always tells a joke. You know, no one knows. You, these companies, they raise a bunch of money and then they hire 50 people. No one even knows where the bathroom is. Like at the office, they don't know each other. They're not working well together. You're not getting this, the, uh, the, the sort of like positive randomness. You're getting just sort of chaos. Um, and often companies have this problem when they go from series A to series B or to series C when they raise a lot of money and they don't necessarily know exactly what to do with it. So I'd say to shorten that, I'd say the biggest problem that entrepreneurs come across is that they spend money too quickly, they hire too fast, um, and they project for more runway than they probably have. What about investors? What are their faults? This is uh, something we've talked about uh, recently, which is, so in venture capital, it's a really wonderful, I love the business because you have, a, if we invest in a business, we have unlimited upside potential, right? right? You could, we could invest in you and your business could go a thousand times our money or it could go one times lose our money, right? So we invest a million dollars, we could lose a million dollars or it could turn into a billion dollars. So we have, we're willing at the early stage, we're willing to take that risk. Like we know, we hope that there will be enough of these sort of big successes that have unlimited upside to make up for these 1x losses. And so the biggest mistake we make as venture capitalists, and this is something that's passed, my grandfather has the same thinking, my dad has the same thinking, is the failure to act. It's not the failure that we lost our money. It's the failure because we never invested in that business that was right in front of us. And so making sure that we are evaluating when, when I work with my dad and when, when we evaluate a company, even if we both dis, even if we both agree, Hey, we shouldn't invest this in this company. We always have this sort of five to 10 minute dialogue of what if it works, if it works, how would it work? Okay. Um, because we, we don't want to risk missing the, the biggest, 
you know, you lose sleep over, over missing Facebook or missing Google or my grandfather missed Apple. Um, so little things like that where you were like, oh, it would have, yeah, you know, the price was high or like, but I, the business made sense. And, you know, you, you can sort of look back on that a thousand times. Um, and so the venture capitalists in general, the failure they have is the failure of sort of overthinking or, or failure to act. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. If you like Billy's approach and you feel like he's the kind of person you'd like to work with, here's what he's up to nowadays. I love uh, all sorts of companies, but I love uh, marketplaces. I'd say in the last six months, uh, we've spent a lot of time with marketplaces because sp specifically marketplaces that empower uh, sort of the human workforce. So um, if you have... You know, if, if you're a lawyer and you're working at a big law firm and you might, you might be overworked, you might be working, you know, 14, 15 hours a day um, and you might feel like that's not the lifestyle you want. And there could be a marketplace that would solve that and put small businesses in touch with highly qualified legal experts. Um, so we've invested in a company called Law Trades that does that. Um, this sort of as people are getting more empowered by their own, taking control of their own finances, of their own life, of their own career, um, this sort of sharing economy, I, we love businesses that empower both sides of that and get rid of all the inefficiencies yeah. in the status quo. Um, and so marketplaces are something we're excited about, insurance companies, uh, fintech in general, financial technology in general. Um, and then things like logistics and transportation. We do, we do a little bit of everything. So it depends on the day what I'm excited about. This was Arctic 15 Podcast. We welcome you in Helsinki, Finland on May 30 and 31st. Check us online at www.arctic15.com.